Good morning, good morning, family. On behalf of uh, Word of Truth Ministry, I want to say welcome and thank you. Thank you for choosing your time to spend with us on this Sunday, and uh, we really appreciate it. Now, before we start, I want to start with a word of prayer. Just bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for another opportunity we get to be in the presence of you. And we just pray, Father God, that, that all hearts and are open and all minds are open to receive this word, Father God. And we just pray that your will be done in Jesus' name. Now, before I start, I just want to give you a quick uh, rundown on the Word of Truth ministry and what we believe in. Uh, we believe in the entire Bible. We don't take anything from it and we don't add to it. We believe in the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelations. We do not compromise the word of God. In Revelation 22:19, it says, If anyone takes away from the word of this book of prophecy, God shall take away from his from part from his book of life, from the holy city and from the things which are written in his book. We believe the words build faith and in turn empowers purpose. Now, before I start, I want to ask you guys to, to get your Bibles, grab your notes, and anything that, and go along with me. I want you to also study for yourself. Don't just take it from, from me. I want you to just to go back and study the word and make sure that what I'm saying is, is true and hold me accountable. Um, so what we're going to do now, we're going to do our confession of faith. So I want you to take your Bibles and repeat after me. This is our Bible. We believe in every word from Genesis to Revelation. We live by it daily. We confess it daily. We trust it. We are led by it, and we stand on it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the title of this message is Identify Yourself. Now, when I think about this phrase, I tend to think about maybe someone knocking on the door and you're going to answer it, but before you answer it, you're asking that person, identify yourself. Basically, who are you? Now, depending on your answer, will determine whether or not you gain access. So I got three questions for you, and I want you to think about it carefully before you even answer it. Matter of fact, just write it down and, and maybe go back on it. But the first question is, do you know who you are? Second question, who are you? And the third, what do others call you? Now, we all have titles. We're all called by different things. Mother, father, sister, brother, cousin, uncle, pastor, minister, friend, neighbor. And they all have a purpose. They're all important based on the relationship. So, believe it or not, many people don't know their identity. And they only know it based on what others call them. Meaning, they don't truly know who they are. And as a result, we tend to live our lives basically trying to fulfill and meet others' expectations. And this could potentially become a problem because while we're trying to do what others expect of us, we could totally miss out on what God intends for us. Speaking of God, I've got another question for you. Who would you say God says, says you are in his eyes? What do you think God thinks of you? Well, first, I want to let you know he loves you. He loves you unconditionally, regardless of what you may think. He loves us so much, and the Bible says in John 3.16, He loved us so much that He gave His only begotten Son, and whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So why would God love us so much? 
Well, because he created us. He loves us. Genesis 1.26 says, God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. And at that point, he gave us power over all things that, that moved around on the earth. Now, as our creator, he designed us to fulfill a purpose. He designed us to do great things. He wanted us to be as his image and in his likeness. And it's important for us to learn that purpose and to live out that purpose. I want to give you an example. Um, if anyone has children or if you don't have children, you have a friend or a loved one and you ever held the baby, you held the baby in your arm and, and that newborn baby, you're just looking at baby and you're just thinking, oh, I love you. I just want you to have a great life. I want the best things for you. I wish, I wish um, that you grow up to be healthy. I wish you to prosper. I want you to, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to teach you all the things that you need to know to be successful in this life. Well, that's the same thing in the same way God feels about us. Now, from my personal experience, there was nothing greater than realizing my purpose. I believe that my purpose is to be a fisherman of men. And when I say men, I mean men and women. I believe that it's my job and it's my purpose to bring people closer to Christ and get a better understanding so they can totally fulfill, live a fulfilling life. Now, I understand how discovering or trying to figure out your purpose can be difficult, frustrating, and quite frankly, discouraging. But my brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you today, don't be discouraged. As long as you're still here on this earth, there's still time. You still have a chance. And believe me, God, is, he would love to have a relationship with you. So there's two men in the Bible that I want to talk to you about. I'm going to share a story with you, and I really think it'll be a blessing to your life. So if you could, grab your Bibles, and I want you to go to Exodus 2. So in Exodus 2, we're going to go over all the scriptures, but I'm going to pinpoint a few things as I tell you the story, and you can go back and, and look at it yourself. Where it talks about a man named Moses. Now, according to the Bible, Moses had, he came from descendants of about 400, and, over 400 people, and they all lived in Egypt. And while they were in Egypt, Egypt the Egyptians were ruled by the Pharaoh. But the Egyptians began to see them as a threat, and they decided to have them, put them, make them their slaves. And they decided that in all newborns, they wanted to drown them, drown them in the Nile River, this will protect them, protect the, uh, the Egyptians in the future. So the Bible says that the Israelites prayed and prayed for God to send someone and to help them. And that person was Moses. But as a baby, Moses didn't know this at the time. So Mo Moses' mother, to protect him and to keep him from harm, she placed him in a basket and she took him to the river and she pushed him off. Now she prayed to God to protect him and she trusted in God to keep him safe. And eventually Moses was rescued. He was rescued by the Pharaoh's daughter. And the Pharaoh's daughter, she sent someone to go get him, to go get someone to nurse him. And believe it or not, it just happened to be Moses' mother. So Moses was also brought, at this point, brought into the, the palace and was raised as a royal prince. And was raised by his mother. Was nursed by his mother. Now, at this time, can you only imagine as Moses was growing up, the identity crisis he was having. He was a Hebrew 
raised in the Egyptian world around Egyptian people and his people were suffering and he wanted to identify with his people. Now, at this point, he still believed that he had a purpose. He believed he had a, a, a purpose to help his people get out of the position that he was in. And one day, he tried to fulfill that purpose when a guard was beaten on one of the Hebrews. But Moses failed to apply the purpose in the right way. Instead of taking this guard and taking him to the Pharaoh, he killed him. And once he killed him, he realized what he had done and he ran out to the wilderness. Now, when Moses ran to the wilderness, he had a moment to reflect and to think back and he had peace and quiet. And he was talking to God and he said, he looked back on his event and he said, uh, man, I really messed up. I completely felt what God wanted me to do. This is what he was thinking. And he was probably right. But see, God took him into that wilderness to teach him how to learn his true purpose. Now, I want you to think some of this also results to us. Some of us go through the same thing. We understand our purpose, but we don't know how to correctly apply it. See, and, and fortunately, God gives us an opportunity even when we mess up. John 1 and 9, it says, and we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's God giving us grace, giving us the opportunity to correct it. Now, in Exodus 3.11, Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? God said to him, Certainly, he told him to go, certainly I will be with thee. And because of that trust and because of that relationship that was built when he was in the wilderness, he trusted God and he went out and, and did that. And as a result, the purpose was fulfilled and his people were delivered out of Israel. Now, and at the end, of course, God got the glory. Now, this is proof that through Christ, we can do all things. You know, Philippians 4.13 says that. But we have to first build that relationship with him. It's all about relation. The other person I want to talk to you about, if you go to 1 Samuel 17, it's the story of David. Now, David was a little boy. He was the youngest brother of about a handful of brothers. And at that time, his brother was of the age of, I guess, military fighting age. And at that time, the, the Hebrews were going through, they were in battle with, with uh, Philistine. And because David wasn't old enough to go out, he was, his job was to go tend to the sheep. So at this point, David was a sheep herder. And he would go out and he would do that job to the best of his ability. And while he was out protecting the sheep, his relationship with God grew. He talked to God. He, you know, he prayed. He loved God so much that he would even sing and praise and praise and dance to him. And he began to understand who he was. Now, when the Israel and the Philistines were in battle, one day David decided to go out to the field to see what was going on. And when he was out there, he went up to his brothers and he, and he was talking to them. And there was this, the Philistine had this big champion fighter named Goliath who was out there talking trash to everybody, daring them to come um, to, to fight him. 
and telling them what he would do, cursing their God and everything. And David took this personal and was like, what are you guys going to do? Y'all going to sit here and let him talk to you guys like that? So I'm paraphrasing. So go back to your Bible, 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 17, and study for yourself. But he's saying, you guys are not going to do anything? And, he's, and his brothers basically told him to be quiet. Which, but his brothers really at this point didn't know who he was. They were trying to protect him. Nothing wrong with that. But David said, man, this is what I would do in this situation. And someone overheard David saying that. And they went back to King Saul and they told King Saul what they had heard. And King Saul summoned someone to go bring David to the palace. Now, if you, in, I guess 1 Samuel 17, 23 through 27 is where it really explains most of this. So Saul and David had a conversation and, and Saul asked him about what was going on. And David basically told him that he would go fight Goliath. And Saul looked at him and was like, you're just a little kid. You're a young boy. You're, you, you're not a warrior. And David, and he, David basically explained to him his plan on how he's going to beat Goliath. David said through confidence, and his confidence was in the Lord, that when he was out protecting his sheep, one day a bear and a lion tried to steal his sheep. And what he did was he went after him and he fought the bear and he fought the lion and he killed them both. See, during his time out there, not only was he building a relationship with God, but he also became very skillful in using his slingshot. And so he told Saul, the same God that protected me from that bear and that lion is the same God that's going to protect me from this Philistine. So Saul right now don't have much, many options. He was, all right, go ahead. Let me see what you got. But before he sent him out there, he, Saul told him, here, put on my armor. Put on this warrior's armor. And he, he tried on the armor. And then David realized he was just a little boy. King Saul's a man. The armor didn't fit him. It wasn't for him. And David said, well, this doesn't fit right. I can't go out there like that. I know what God did for me out in the field, and he'll do it now. I don't need this. So God went out. Uh, so David went out. And knowing who he was, confident, David went out and he went up to Goliath. And Goliath looked at him and could not believe that a little boy was challenging him, the, the champion, the one who beat everyone. And he mocked him. And I'm sure most of you know the story. David pulled out a slingshot, picked up a rock, and hit uh, Goliath in the head between the eyes. And Goliath died. Now, David could have easily questioned and, and listened to everything everyone else said, but he knew who he was. He knew, the he knew he was through God. He loved God and he trusted God. Now, his identity went from a little boy, a little brother, a shepherd, now to a great warrior, and eventually he became king. But, but check this out. Most important thing, in God's eyes, God said, that he, David is the man after my own heart. So he became known as the man after God's own heart. And God has blessed him for it. And go back and read more story of David. It's, it's very interesting. And, you know, he did a few things and 
came back, but because he loved God so much, God always kept the relationship with him. Relationship is important. Now, this is also true in our lives. Sometimes we get caught up in trying to fulfill others' expectations. I can only imagine if David had just went back to the field and, and just tended the sheep, and that's all he thought he was going to be, is a sheep, sheep herder. No, no telling what would have happened to the, Israel, the Israelites. Now, living a guided life by others' expectations, no matter how good they seem they, could, they are or how good it sounds, they could potentially cause a complete separation from God and what God intended you to be. Now, family, I want you to understand this. God does not want much from you. He does not ask much from you. In fact, he really just wants to enhance your life. He wants to bring great things to your life and add to it. He simply wants a relationship with us. He wants us to know who he is. He wants us to know his wills. He wants us to know his way. And as we grow in him, we should, as we grow in him, we will get a better understanding of the plan that he has for our life. And at this also, it gives us the opportunity to trust him as we see how he works in our life. You know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. This is the Bible. This is his plan. And, and nothing better than listening to God and following what he has. Because what he has is, I promise you, is better than what we can think of. Now, lately I've been thinking about this. I was thinking about... One day, there's only one thing that's guaranteed in this life. And that's one day we're going to leave this earth. And I was thinking when, when people go and see me, if they go to my memorial or whatever, they see the day I was born. They see the day I left this earth. And then they start to reflect on my life. And the most important thing that's in between that, there's normally a dash. And that dash is normally everything that you've done in between those times. And so I would love for people to say, man, that Richard was a great husband, a great father, great son, great brother, great friend. But most important, I would love for them to say, man, he was a great man of God. He loved God and he, he followed God and he always wanted to share him with someone else. So when that time comes and I go knocking on the door, and God says, identify yourself. And I say, Rich, it's your boy Richard. And he's going to say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Come in. And this is not only the desire I have for myself, but I also have the same desire for you. And if you have that desire, it doesn't take much. All you have to do is get a relationship with God, develop a relationship with him. Study, and you develop this relationship by studying his word, praying, which is only simply talking to God. Getting an understanding. And as you do that, God will reveal his purpose and plan for your life. Because truly, you will never know your identity until you get your relationship with God. I pray that you are blessed by this word today. Um, as we move forward, we want to go. Um, if anyone would like to rededicate themselves or if you haven't been saved or and you'd like to be saved, this is the perfect time. And we can do that right now. Um, John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth 
that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that Jesus, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if this is the desire for your life, just repeat after me. Father God, I am a sinner in need of your forgiveness. Lord, I give myself to you. I believe that you came to earth, that you are God's son, and you died on the cross and rose again. And Lord, I thank you for all that you have done. So please lead me, guide me, and use me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now at this time, is uh, we'd like to do our offering. Uh, if you have the sole desire to sow into this ministry and want to help us continue to build, please go to www.wotm.net. I repeat, www.wotm.net.